Are you a coach or a course creator that is struggling to get the sales that you want in your business, in your expert business? I know for me, uh, when I first started my coaching business, I really struggled. I struggled to sell my coaching, my courses. Uh, it, was, it was a challenge. It was difficult. And I felt like I was trying so many things until for me, I had one presentation that changed my life. I did a live presentation and I literally filled my entire coaching business. And then I transitioned, started doing webinars. My first webinar went okay, but I started to refine it. And then over the years, built webinars that just converted like crazy. And I got obsessed with this idea of building presentations that sell. And I found that for me, I only needed one or two good presentations and my whole business changed. And that is exactly why I'm running a free training series coming up. It's called Selling from Live and Virtual Stages. It is a training series that is designed for coaches, course creators, and experts, people who sell courses or coaching programs. And you want to get good at speaking the value of what you do on a webinar or on a virtual event or on a live event. You want to get good at speaking. You feel that calling to bring your message to the world and you would like to make a lot of money doing it. And that's what I help people do. It's the reason why literally the biggest names in the world come to me to learn how to design high converting presentations. I've coached Amy Porterfield, uh, Jenna Kutcher, Kerry Green, uh, Anthony O'Neill, Julie Solomon, Stacey Tushel, and thousands of other coaches at all different levels in this industry. It's the reason that people come to me to learn this stuff because I know how to do it. I have certainty in what I'm doing and it's clear, concise, and it actually works. It produces results. And this is what I've noticed is you can literally change your entire trajectory of your life and your business in one presentation. That's all you need. That's what I want to help you build. So if you're serious or you are at least feeling a sense of calling towards running or speaking on virtual or live stages, come and register for this training series. It's free. It's called Selling from Virtual and Live Stages. And uh, you can register in the link in the show description, or you can just go to colinboyd.co forward slash stages. Now it's, it's a training series. Training number one starts January 29th. So if you're before that date, make sure to register because there's some bonus content coming up, all that sort of stuff before it. But the official training starts on January 29th. But all the details are there when you go and register. So go, go to colinboyd.co forward slash stages, come and register. Now, I will say if you are a podcast listener, which you are, maybe you're listening for the first time. So maybe you're still getting to know me. But if you've listened to a few episodes, you already know, if you already know that you like my content, you enjoy my stuff, and you haven't done something of mine yet, I would recommend you to check out the VIP stream because we're going to have thousands of people register for this training series. And I wanted to create a smaller VIP stream where I, where I can personally answer your questions, do some coaching with you, and just you can experience that on a deeper level. So the free series, you're going to get all the content, like there's nothing held back. The VIP stream, I'm going to be going deeper into some more advanced content, doing some coaching, answering your personal questions, all that sort of stuff. So whatever stream you choose, I think you're going to love it. Um, so, but if you're a podcast listener, I'd recommend you to check out the VIP stream. And uh, it's, you know, it's very affordable. Uh, and we have a 100% money back guarantee. Like if you come and you join you and you're like, oh, that isn't worth it. Well, I'll say I'll give you your money back. Like it's not a problem. Uh, I, I really want to change your life. I want to increase your commitment. 
to your goals, to your results. And I want to do that through this training series. So come and register, columnboy.co forward slash stages. As you're listening to this podcast, I know you're listening on your headphones. You can just do it on your phone. Go and register right now and just keep listening to the podcast because it's going to be awesome. So today's podcast is all about the three reasons why people aren't buying your course and how to fix it. And these are going to be some unconventional reasons, not reasons where you've heard before, like you're not marketing enough. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about more unconventional reasons, like unique reasons that I've noticed why people don't buy courses and how you can fix it. So let's get into this podcast today. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's demystify why your course isn't selling. And these three reasons will be maybe a little bit new or unconventional to you. And so uh, I think they're going to be helpful to look at the reasons why your courses or your coaching aren't selling the way that you want it to. The first reason is this, is that your core premise is undefined. The core premise is essentially the one idea that your audience must understand in order to say yes to your offer or your program, your course, your content, right? So your offer is your course or your coaching package or whatever it is. But most people don't spend the time or even know how to create a core premise. This is the reason why if you end up joining our signature program, Sell From Stage Academy, one of the first kind of content and activity pieces is getting clear on your core premise. And what I love seeing is a lot of students post it. They post it in the, face, in the Facebook group and get feedback on their core premise. Because for me, if you don't have your core premise, it's kind of like not having an arrow in your quiver, right? So you go out, you know, arrowing, <laughs> bow and arrowing. I don't, what, what is that called? I don't even know. You go out and you've got a quiver of arrows. You got your bow and there's no, there's no flipping arrows, right? To shoot. The, the core premise is the arrow that you shoot towards your audience. It's the through line that you build your presentation and it actually starts with your offer. And so let me share with you my core premise. And I've got a few different flavors of this and there's all various ways that you can create it. But I'll give you an example of my core premise. One example of my core premise is that creating a high converting presentation is the most effective way to captivate your audience and, and convert them into clients. Right? So creating a high converting presentation is the most effective way to captivate an audience and convert them into clients. That is one of my core premises. I'll give you another example of one of my core premises. You are one high converting presentation away from the breakthrough you want in your business. So that idea for me is based off you know, just years of building my business and experiences that I had where I would do a presentation and I would land five or six clients, or I'll do a webinar and it, and it started with a few sales and then went to lots of sales and then went to hundreds and hundreds of sales per webinar. And so that core premise is, is truth for me. 
Like when I say that core premise, that core idea, it, there is so much congruence for me in that core premise. So for me, whenever I'm building something, it's built off that core idea. Does that make sense? For you, your core premise is going to be different. And what's cool about a core premise is that you might have a very different way of doing what you do or getting results for your clients. And that core premise can also be true. Now, obviously, you have to back it up with your course and your methodologies and et cetera. But at the start of it, it's, it's what's the arrow, what's the through line that is going to run as a clear message from when you start your presentation all the way through to your offer. See, what happens is when people build their content for a webinar or a video or even just their social media content, because they don't have a clear through line or a message that they know they need to repeat over and over again, the audience gets confused around how they can help them. So it's really clear how I help my audience. I work with coaches, course creators, uh, speakers, like anyone in this expert industry who want to get confident and really powerful at selling their courses, their coaching from a presentation, right? A virtual, like a webinar or a live, a live stage, a live presentation. That's what I do. I help people build high converting presentations that get tons of clients, right? That's what I do. It's really clear in terms of what I do. Is it clear in terms of what you do? I know for me, everything changed when I got really clear on my, my core premise. In fact, one of our students, one of our academy students, I remember her saying to me, she was running webinars that were doing pretty well. She was doing about $30,000 a webinar. And uh, her name's Tyana. In fact, I've had her on the podcast before. And she said to me, she said, Colin, the, the understanding the core premise, understanding that clear through line for me uh, made the biggest difference. And she went from running $30,000 webinars to running her, her first one after that was 191,000. And then her next one after that was 297,000. And she came back, she said to me, Colin, one of the biggest things was having the confidence in my core premise, right? Because if you think about it, it it's, the, it's the backbone. It's the thing that all of the content is built off. And so what is your core premise? If you don't have a clear core premise or an undefined core premise, you're going to really struggle. And this is why, for example, it's the, it's the first activity that I always like to get my students to go through. It's the first thing that I want to help them with and, and, and get, them, get them clear on. So... The core premise is made up of a few things. And one of the first things you have to understand with your core premise is the vehicle that you help people uh, achieve their results. And so for me, one of the vehicles or the main vehicle is a high converting presentation, right? But another flavor of that vehicle is, is speaking skills. It's persuasive speaking skills. That's another flavor of that. Another flavor of it is what I call being an irresistible communicator or an irresistible entrepreneur. That's another flavor of it. So these are all different flavors of my vehicle, but they all come back to like a similar thing. It's just a different language palette around communicating the vehicle. I'll give you some examples of what vehicles could be for you. And I want you to be thinking about your vehicle as I'm doing this. I'll give an example. One vehicle could be 
transforming beliefs, right? So if you are a transformational coach uh, or someone like that works with, you know, works in psychology, NLP, transformation, belief transformation, transforming beliefs or belief shifts or uh, identity transformation, that can be a vehicle, by the way. I know it seems like esoteric or conceptual, but that actually can be a true vehicle. So that's one example of a vehicle. Another one could be uh, highly engaged Facebook groups, right? High converting Facebook groups. That could be a vehicle. Maybe it's maybe you're in the health industry. So implementing a macro-based diet, that could be your vehicle. Another one, systemizing your business. We have a lot of clients in that space. They, they help systemize people's businesses. That could be a vehicle. The vehicle is one of the first things you need to get clear on in working out your core premise. Once again, I'll say mine back to you. It's for me, building a high converting presentation is the most effective way to captivate your audience and convert them into clients. Another version, you are one high converting presentation away from the breakthrough you want in your business. In fact, you're one presentation away from the breakthrough you want in your business. And so for me, that is the vehicle that I get people results with. So the first thing, that you wanna be thinking about that will make a big difference in converting more clients is getting a clear core premise, a core premise. And why is that? Because confused people don't buy. And so if, if your audience is confused about what you do and how you help them, they're not gonna buy, like they're not gonna move forward with your services, right? And so my question is, do you have an undefined core premise or have you not got clear? And even if you've got clear on it, are you communicating it clearly and effectively in your presentations, in your promotions, on your social media, in your emails, all that sort of stuff? That's the first thing. The first thing is, the first mistake is a, is a core premise that is undefined. The second big mistake is creating and delivering content that overwhelms your audience. So in other words, when you're running presentations or webinars or you know making offers, you're overwhelming your audience with too much information. And so one of the big distinctions, one of the or one of the symptoms that you'll notice if this is happening is the content you're delivering is very how-to. So you're getting into the how-to steps, the methods, the all of that sort of stuff. You'll probably find that you're planning to run a presentation for 60 minutes and you get 45 minutes into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got so much more content. There's no way I'm going to get through it, right? So you've got like too much content in there a lot of the time. So it almost feels like one of those all-you-can-eat buffets instead of a decadent meal. For me, designing a, designing a high-converting presentation for my students is about designing a decadent meal so that at the end of it, the audience goes, wow, that was beautiful. That was elegant. That was just scrumptious, right? But I want more. As opposed to, have you ever gone to like a, you know, like a Pizza Hut all you can eat or Domino's all you can eat. And, uh, and at the end, you just feel disgusting, right? That, like there's no way you're eating anything else. That is how many people build their presentations, right? So stop building a Domino's pizza, all you can eat presentation and start building a decadent meal. Another symptom is you're gonna get a lot of nice comments on your, on your presentations. Like people are gonna say, it's such a great presentation. You're gonna get nice comments on your webinars, but very little, little purchases. So not many people actually coming up and going, 
how, how can we work together, right? That for me is the magic phrase is like when someone comes up and goes, I love that presentation. Like, can we catch up about working together? Would that feel good if people came up to you after, after that? I, I remember for me, there was, there was a moment where I did a presentation. There was, there was no offer. I didn't, I, there was no, not even an opt-in, nothing to download. It was just a presentation. And someone came up to me uh, after it. Uh, and she walks up and she's like, Colin, that was so amazing. Love the presentation, super valuable. I don't know what you sell, but I want to buy it. And she physically gave me her credit card. <laughs> now, this was, honestly, this was before I had my, our signature program, Sell from Stage Academy. And so I said to her, I said, in fact, we're just about to launch a pilot version of a new program. And I didn't even know what it was called at the time, to be honest. And, uh, and that, that became Sell from Stage Academy. She's one of our students. In fact, she gave a testimonial on the, on the, um, on the information page. And so what's cool is, is, you know, that's the result I want for you. Uh, I, I recently saw in, in our Facebook group, some, one of the students posted, um, oh my gosh, this infusion selling stuff works. So one of the strategies we teach is infusion selling. And so instead of teaching information or overwhelming your audience, you want to teach valuable concepts, but use what we call infusion selling. And infusion selling creates a desire for your offer before you've made your offer. And so, and I remember her post, it said, it said, um, oh my gosh, this infusion selling stuff works. People were asking to join my program before I even got to the offer. That just warms my heart because that just says she's doing it right. Like she's doing the presentation right. There's the right balance of valuable content but it's not overwhelming the audience. And it's also creating this huge desire for them to want to work with them, right? And so you need to create what I call decision-based content. Decision-based content is content of, that moves your audience not into overwhelm, but into commitment, into decision. And the difference is, is that for many people, what they do is they go into their course to try to find the content for their presentations. Now, the problem with that is your course is how-to. Now, you should have how-to information. In fact, you know, when you do a course of someone, if you do one of my courses, you're gonna get in and you're gonna say, oh my gosh, this is literally every step that I need to know, step-by-step, step, planned out, like methodical, right? Every single step should be in your courses. But when you're doing a presentation, you shouldn't have every single step. In fact, it's actually handicapping the results of your audience if you've got too many, too much information in there. The reason why this is, is because your audience thinks that they need more information. They, the truth is they don't. What they actually need is more commitment to the outcome. I know for me, uh, you know, over seven years ago, we moved from Australia to the US. and it wasn't that decision and that move took probably three years of indecisiveness to be able to do it until one day I made a decision. Uh, my wife and I, we made a decision and we moved to the US and it actually happened very quickly. In fact, it happened in about 90 days. Like it was just insane, right? And that, the reason why that happened so quickly was, was not because I gathered more information. It was because I made a decision. 
And so what happened was for about two years, I was gathering information. I'm like taking people out to coffee of people who have done it before, or I'm researching, I'm, you know, finding out more information. The problem was, is that after two years, I was more confused on how to move countries and do this properly than I was at the start. Until I just made a decision, I said, we're going to do it. Like, let's just do it. And we, do you know what we did? We hired a guide. We hired an international immigration lawyer and she laid out the plan. She gave me the method step-by-step. She worked with me. We followed it. And within 90 days, you know, it was like 90, 90 to hundred days, we literally left the country. It was insane how quickly it happened. And so what you need to understand is you don't need more information. Your audience doesn't need more information. You need to make a decision. Does that make sense? And so you need to create content that is what's called decision-based content, not information-based content. So some of you are overwhelming your audience rather than getting them to make a decision. So my question is, are you creating decision-based content or information-based content? And if you find yourself on on the information side, I want you to think about your content and go, what what needs to be in this presentation so that it moves the audience to a greater level of commitment to themselves and to the space that I can help them with? Now, this is exactly what I'm going to be going through in this training series coming up. So if you haven't registered yet for selling from virtual and live stages, the training series, go and register because it's free uh, and it's going to show you a lot of the steps and the processes in doing that as well. So we're going to be breaking down a lot of the concepts and ideas and understanding that at a lot deeper level, okay? So that's the that's the second reason why your courses or your coaching isn't selling is you're just overwhelming your audience. You're not moving them to a place of of decision, of commitment. The third thing, and this is huge, is you're out of synergy, out of alignment with your audience and your offer. So there isn't what I call offer audience synergy. Now, offer audience synergy is when you have the right offer for the right audience. Now you can have an amazing offer, I will say, but if you don't have the right audience, it's not gonna sell. You can, can, now, Now, what's interesting on the flip side, you can have the most incredible audience and a somewhat okay offer and it will sell. And so what's what's interesting is that understanding and choosing the right audience is actually sometimes more important than your offer itself. Now, I'm not saying that the offer isn't important, but I am saying that if you've got a hungry audience who have a felt need and have the resources to solve that need, you can put a kind of average offer in front of them and it will sell. I know for me, I've done, you know, spoken on hundreds and hundreds of stages. And I've had times where I would speak in front of an audience, make an offer for like, you know, a $500 course or whatever it is, and make a lot of money, maybe $40,000, $50,000 in, you know, 20, 25, 30 minute presentation, like a short presentation. I would do the same presentation to a very different audience, right? I might've gotten in to speak at some association or something like that, and then make, I don't know, $1,000, $2,000. So the difference from making $30,000 and $2,000 wasn't the presentation, it was the audience. And this is why it's so important to understand how to choose the right 
audience as well. And so, and what's cool is when you get this trifecta, everything changes. So let me let me take you through the trifecta. The trifecta is irresistible content. So content that converts a hungry audience that is able to pay you and an offer that's that's you know desirable a desirable or an irresistible offer so content audience offer you get that trifecta happening that's a million dollar business right there okay now the symptoms of your audience and your offer synergy being out is that first of all your offer isn't selling right so you're looking at your offer and you're like you you're putting more and more into your offer and you're like this thing just isn't selling it may not be your offer it might be your audience and a lot of the time when I'm doing coaching with our elite students, I will look at their audience. And that's one of the first things I'll look at and make sure their audience is a viable audience, okay? This, another symptom is that your audience is giving you feedback that it's too expensive. Now, for me, this, is, this could be either you're, you haven't articulated the value of your offer correctly or the offer is out of alignment with the audience. I'll give an example. Like let's say your audience is selling to college students who are just coming out of college, new graduates, and they're wanting to get a job. And you're wanting to sell like some high ticket coaching program to them, you know, for 10, 15, $30,000, I don't know. And they're new graduates. They don't have the resource to actually spend the money. And now I'm not saying they haven't gotten into, you know, into debt with their, with their college fund. But it's a, it's a very different mindset to buying coaching to buying a college degree, right? For a lot of people. And so what the challenge is, is that if you choose an audience that either doesn't, doesn't have the resource or is in a stage of life where it is, um, it is debilitating for them to take action, that is going to affect how your offer sells. And so I'll give you an example. I know for me, I used to do career coaching. It was one of the niches that I, that I you know, worked in and chose over the years. Uh, I was probably like three years into my coaching journey and I was doing a lot of career coaching. Now, the problem was, is I was focusing on people who had lost their job or had, were transitioning between jobs. Now, that's a felt need. But the problem is, is a lot of the time people are in fear in between jobs because they're like, I don't know if I'm going to get a job or when I'm going to get a job, how it's going to last. So investing you know, a couple thousand dollars in coaching is kind of like not on the, on, the, on the agenda, even though I think it's probably a really good decision. You know, a lot of people are in fear with that. So when I changed my, my niche from being career coaching to being, uh, it, it was career transition coaching to career performance coaching. So getting the next promotion, all of a sudden the coaching started selling a lot easier. So the offer changed and the audience stage changed. Does that make sense? And so some of you is trying to sell to a stage of life with an audience and it's just not fitting. Now, you can still sell to that stage. That's not a problem, but you have to think about what offer is going to have synergy with that stage. And so maybe it's maybe it's a lower ticket pr priced program. Does that make sense? And so I've got a lot of friends who sell low ticket memberships, low ticket price programs, and they make a lot of money, like millions and millions of dollars a year. So low ticket is not necessarily bad. It's more aligning who your audience is with your offer. Now, if you're selling low ticket, you need volume. So you do need to create, know how to create an audience and all that sort of stuff. 
But it's this first question of going, are you working with a viable audience? Now, one way of increasing the value of your audience is getting more specific. Now, I got into a lot of detail around this in episode, the episode where it says stop selling time for money. It's like two episodes before this episode. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go and listen to that because we go deep into like understanding your audience at a deep level. But I'll give you an example of it right now. So one of the mistakes with people picking their audience is they go too broad with their audience. So maybe they say career-orientated professionals, right? That's their audience. Career-orientated professionals, that's so broad. It, let's go a little bit narrower. So we could say career-orientated professionals in the finance industry. So they're finance professionals, okay? So maybe they're, you know, um, they're an, a finance analyst, or they're an accountant or something like that, right? So first of all, that audience is narrower, but it's also people who are probably gonna have more access to money than just general you know, career-orientated people, right? Because obviously they're working in finance, it's usually a higher paid space. IT is a higher paid space. Maybe you're, maybe you're focused on leadership, but you're starting to get into people who have more resources. Then you could go even more specific. You could say finance directors within the IT industry. If you went really narrow with an audience and said, I'm going to work with finance directors in the IT industry. First of all, you can find them. Like you could go onto LinkedIn and use one of the power tools and find them specifically and reach out to them specifically. If you're running ads, you could literally say, are you a finance director in the IT industry? Now, now 90% of people are going to say no, but the 10% or the 5% that say yes, they're going to be listening. And so this is the power of getting specific with your audience. And so once you get specific with your audience, then you can match an offer that's actually irresistible. Does this make sense? And so some of you are focused on an audience that may not be viable for the offer you want to make. So for example, you know, um, and I take my hat off to them, but let's say you're focused on single parents. You're like, I want to help single parents. It's beautiful intention, right? 100% needs to be done and we need it in society. The challenge is, is that a lot, and, I, and, and I'm generalizing here, right? So it's not always true. I'm generalizing. But a lot of people who are single parents, like, making money can be challenging, right? Managing kids, making enough money to pay for daycare if that's what they're doing or what working multiple jobs, like they're overwhelmed. Do they need help? A hundred percent. So maybe it's an offer that's a lower ticket offer for that audience. Or maybe you do that as part of your charitable service or you do that as part of your contribution service. So you have a low ticket offer, but you also have an audience that can handle higher ticket prices so that you can actually make the revenue that you need so that you can serve your charitable areas. Does that make sense? And so sometimes we need to really just like look at what's the audience that I'm focusing on. And sometimes you can even find niches within that audience. So let's say we said single parents, right? But imagine rather than single parents, we say entrepreneurial single parents, or you could say, I've seen a lot of people literally say, um, a single parent who's making more than six figures a year, right? You could literally call that out. Now, obviously, you know, that's going to cut out a lot of people, right? And it's not going to, you're not going to be able to help everyone. But, but this is what I want you to understand is that 
when you get clear on an audience that that has a felt need, a felt need, it's immediate, it's an immediate need, and they have the resources to actually pay you, your offers will start to sell more. You're going to get more synergy and momentum in your offers. Like I said, I, we go deep into this niche space in that episode, Stop Selling Time for Money. So go and take a listen to that as well um, if you get a chance uh, this week. So let's review these three reasons why your courses aren't selling. Number one, your core premise is undefined. You've got to get a clear core, core premise. It makes all the difference. Number two, your content is overwhelming them. You're teaching way too much how-to content. You're overwhelming your audience. You have to teach decision-based content. Number three, your audience and your offer lacks synergy. They're out of alignment. They're out of synergy. Those three things are the reason why your courses aren't selling. They're not the regular reasons. I wanted to give you something fresh, something new that you really need to understand. Now, if learning how to master the art of selling your courses is something you want to do, and you want to use what I believe is one of the most leveraged ways of doing, doing it, which is selling one to many on a webinar, a virtual event, a live stage, any sort of speaking, you want to learn how to do that, even if you're just starting out, then I would encourage you to come and register for our training series coming up called Selling from Virtual and Live Stages. I'm going to be taking through the process of how I've built my business. I've helped thousands of clients, including the biggest names in the world, to build presentations that convert. In fact, you are, you are on, a lot of people are on the wrong side of the one presentation that will change their life. In other words, the, the thing that's, once they build this presentation and implement it, it literally changes their life. And I say that because I see that with my students over and over again. I see that I saw that in my life over and over again. And what's cool is you only need one great presentation to change your life. Uh, I, know, I know for me, uh, whenever we run like webinars, like single live webinars, the webinar I run, I've been running for about two and a half, three years. So you're going to get a really long time frame run, like run through of a webinar. Why? Because it just works. I've had students run the same webinar for years and make millions of dollars because it just keeps converting. You only need one webinar. You don't need 50, right? And so I'm going to show you how to do that and some of the, the content structure for that, how to think about it, how to build it out, all of that sort of stuff. So come and register, columnboy.co forward slash stages. And uh, I just know you're going to get a lot of value from it. So if you're a podcast listener, come and join us. If you do decide to do our VIP track within it, please let me know you're a podcast listener. I'd love to say hello to you and connect with you in the VIP stream. And uh, it's just going to be a blast. Come and check it out. We'll, we'll talk to you really soon on uh, next week on the Expert Edge or hopefully in the training series. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.